What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number two of the Throwing Strikes podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. If you're listening on Spotify, Stitcher, whatever else podcast network has this, I'm in a couple. But pleased to uh, be joined here with utility player for UCSD, formerly of uh, University it's of S- Oregon. It's, it's SDSU. SDSU, yeah. So I yeah, that's the only place where I spelled it wrong. <laughs> no, uh, you're good, you're good. Formerly of uh, University of Oregon and modern day high school uh, in the Santa Ana and Santa Ana area, uh, Maxwell Foxcroft. So, uh, Max, how are you doing today? What's going doing on good. with you? Doing great. I mean, live my life in quarantine, getting my workouts in. I'm in finals week, so I finished my first of three finals. So I got two more left, and. Now I'm on to take some summer classes and work towards uh, finishing my major. So, awesome. So I caught you in though. between. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, you kind of touched on this, but times are weird right now. And mm-hmm. um, we're pretty limited on what we're allowed to do during this pandemic. And there's a ton of uncertainty. So mm-hmm. how is your quarantine going? Uh, has there been any specific things that you've kind of picked up on some new hobbies? What's going on with you during this time? Um, I mean, it was for everyone else. It was one first of all, it was a shock and, just came out of nowhere. I mean, it was a domino effect that started from the NBA with Rudy Gobert getting in. And then next thing you know, the next day at 12 o'clock, we're done and all seasons are canceled. And so, I mean, it, it was, first of all, it was crazy. And then to go come home and I mean, it was like going back to my roots. It's whenever I'm home, it's, I have my certain place I'll go work out. And so I kind of just tap back into my, just like me being at home kind of deal, put myself in my, that mental situation. And I mean, just been working out. So, I mean, it's my schedule's been a little here and there, kind of with classes and just transformation and with everything online. So, I mean, I'll usually work out in the morning, afternoon, and then I'll finish tonight with hitting or lifting. So, I mean, kind of like I try keeping as close to regular as I was at San Diego State as possible. My class in the morning, maybe lift before, then lunch, practice, when I'll go do my workout stuff in the normal slide time. So, try keeping as structured as possible, honestly. It's the best way to do it, stay on top of things. So as a baseball player and as any kind of athlete um, on a team, it must kill you not to be playing right now, not to have your teammates beside you uh, 24-7 because you get to know these guys on a personal level. Uh, so it's, it must be really hard not being around them. So touch on that for a sec. Yeah, so, I mean, I, again, since I transferred to San Diego State and I got in two days after the spring term, started so I got to was getting to know these guys right off the bat I was jumping to school I was being out of practice I was picking up on these guys but what's crazy is how great Southern California is and just California baseball and travel these days I knew so many of these players that I was before even going there and be right when I got on campus every, every I got guys hit me up like oh my like dude like remember we used to play this we used to play here like that was a day like stuff like that it was just it was crazy I mean that's the difference is I was at Oregon and we had a lot of California kids, but again, we had some training league kids. We had some kids I played against, and then there's kids from NorCal, and there's also guys from Oregon, Washington. So, but the difference is, is when I got there, it was, I got close, and it was, it was a family right away. They, their brothers, they brought me in, and helped me out through everything, whether it was class, um, in the weight room, kind of things going on in the weight room, how things work. They're always there for me, and. It's tough. I mean, I was just in San Diego the other day. I went back. I had to grab some more clothes. And my, one of my roommates was staying there, and it was tough. I mean, we talked for hours, and I ended up staying the night there and having dinner with them. But it was, it was crazy because, it's, again, it's, again, just something happens out of nowhere that we are completely out of control of. 
and even our head coaches are and her and my buddies that are playing other colleges even every head coach is just there it's not in their not in their control anymore it's it's past that so it's tough I mean I miss the guys there's nothing like getting get on the field again the locker room with them and that's one of the zoom meetings that we've had um before we started finals when we can't meet is we were talking about it about how tough it is just not being being with each other you know what I mean so I mean it's again it's just hard time but it just it's going to make everyone tougher I think by the end it will make everyone tougher and everyone's going to be even more hungry and motivated to go back as again you got you me so many other sports every sport it's just it's just not baseball at the end of the day it's it's a it's a world thing so yeah 100 percent uh so you kind of mentioned lifting and hitting so you've been able to do all that stuff you've had uh the time uh so take me through uh some of the baseball activity that you've done during this time so um i mean i just had a seven by seven little screen to hit into um that's when i got back i just had that in my house just growing up and started hitting that and then we didn't know how long everything was going to go so i didn't want to jump ahead and try and made by weights because i didn't have really any accessibility to weights and then kind of went on offer up found some weights so um, got some weights that I use when I lift and then, um, I had the seven by seven for about a month. And then once I realized it was going to be a little bit longer, I ended up buying a 22 foot cage and setting it up in my, uh, aunt and uncle's house about 20 minutes away from here. So I'll go work out and then I'll just drive over there and go hit. And so that's kind of what I got, um, for live. There's another place I go to, um, with one of my old teammates, Sander Smith at Oregon. He played at Servite two. He's in the training league. So we've known each other since we were 10 years old and grew up, grew up in the same city. So he's got a place that he knows a guy that has a full setup, full cage and machine. So try going down there um, as much as possible. And then also in my, my little shack I got. So it's kind of using what I got and reaching out to friends and see what, if they have any connections. So, I mean, that's kind of what's coming down to at this point. Like there's a trainer that, um, so our San Diego state trainer has been giving us workouts we go through. And then I also worked out the trainer named Josh Wright and I, started with him when I was like 11 12 years old just when he was doing kind of team stuff like travel team stuff and then um I started working out with him again today so um that's kind of been my I've been doing that workout now and plus our our uh, trainers workout but again like I go in then for the timetable part and having time for stuff I would say yeah again I try keeping it just as structural as possible because again SDSU did a really really good job of transferring everything to online so it, everything stayed the same. If I have tutoring at 10 a.m. on a Monday, my tutoring is still there. It was just online. So, again, I just try structuring everything and keeping it just as similar as possible, just like I'm at, at school. And so all the time just work out. So you kind of touched on this, but coming through the Santa Ana area, there's a ton of rich baseball talent like you uh, mentioned. What is the competition like in that area? Um, and then how strong is, is the talent that's down there? It's so in California is a different breed. I mean, it's, you you hear this when, when I started playing travel when I was 11, 12 years old, that's when you start hearing the hotbeds of travel ball and all this stuff. And all these teams in California are playing travel ball. And so it's, it really started a younger, younger age for me. Cause I got out of little league a little bit earlier because I wanted to be able to play other players and just, I that's when I really found out that found myself at a point where I figured out that I want to take baseball and run with it. I want to play it. I want to take it as far as I possibly can. So that's kind of my little spiel on my side of it. But from the competition side of it, it's different. That's what I, so my home high school 
um, I went to some other days of private school, but I, I went to middle school at seventh and eighth grade at my local middle school and did like some of the baseball stuff they had going on there. But I had a buddy that played basketball. He actually played basketball at Oregon and Pepperdine after modern day, but he was the one that he went to modern day two years before me. And I went to watch his first basketball game there and it was beautiful. I mean, it was, the school was unreal. I got to meet the basketball coach. I got to meet the baseball coach because I ended up going to a camp later and got, and I loved it. I fell in love with, with the school. And so that's how I got there. And then once I, I only heard about the training league, training league, training league is strongest, training league strong. That's where you want to be. If you want to get to the next level, this is the best preparation. And I love Marty as a school. And then plus the side of hearing about all how good the talent is in the Trinity league um, that really pushed me to go there. And when I got, it was unreal. I mean, look, we have so many guys. You have uh, in my senior year, we had so like Matt, we had Colwyn go in the draft who was transferred into orange Lutheran and have gone the first round, Matt McLean, Southern California kid. I was, he went what first, first round and the first round didn't end up signing, but the talent here is, is crazy. And that's, I, I think it goes to say that's for Arizona, Florida, just hot words, weather is different where you could play baseball 10 to 12 months out of the year is mm-hmm. I think that's what really helps, helps everyone build as a player is weather. So, I mean, that's what kind of the competition where I see it as you see a lot of guys in the training league in Southern California in these conferences in San Diego, you see them just start climbing up and you see them start going to college and you see guys start doing really well in college. And it's weird because you life, life goes by real quick and you'll see a guy that was a freshman. He was a senior in high school at the time. And now he's almost in the big leagues or moving his way up. So it's, it's crazy to see the talent just rise. And especially um, guys that I've been playing with for a while, just kind of keep, keep growing. So so your high school modern day is – it's like a 10-minute drive, right, from Angel Stadium, 15 minutes yeah. from Disneyland. So is your allegiance as a kid growing up towards the Halos? Are you a Dodger guy? I guess the Padres would be an acceptable answer. No Dodgers. I'm an Angels fan. Uh, my dad's company, we have season tickets, and I've been – since I could remember, and we've been going again since I could remember. So I kind of grew up an Angels fan, and my dad loved the Angels. He was actually at Game 7 of the 2002 World Series when they won it. So – since and I was what three years old, two and a half, three. So, my uh, my dad's always been an Angels fan. My mom grew up in LA, and her dad, my grandpa's a Dodgers fan. So it was in the beginning, it was a little torn, but I mean, I'm close. We always go to Angels games, and how can you not like Mike Trout now? I mean, that was my next question. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Mike- that's what watching him is crazy. And growing up, being able to plus what six, seven years as an Angels fan. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I was it led me right into the next question. So, um, how great is it watching Mike Trout every day? Obviously, he's they call him modern day Mickey Mantle. If you look at mm-hmm. the war and all that, he's if he retires today, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, how special has that been to get kind of the front row seat of watching Mike Trout? Yeah, it's 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 special. I mean, I get the, I just got the chills talking about it. I mean, I'm a huge Mike Trout fan on and off the field. So it's been, it's been really cool to watch and you could go to a game and you are going to see something special that night, whether it's Robin Homer making crazy plays, hitting, hitting knocks, driving in runs, winning games. It's, it's special. And it's crazy how you can see one, one player really help a team. And I know the angels need a lot of help, but that's a, they got a real good player and as a franchise piece. So it's, it's really cool to watch them. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So in the summer uh, before your junior year, I think I got that right. Uh, you played for the perfect game underclassmen, all American. Um, so I'd imagine that's pretty much a big chance for you to get your feet wet in terms of big time talent. Um, so what was that experience like with perfect game? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, I always did a lot of tournaments. My thing is I just, I love the game. So I just played as much as I possibly can still this day, whenever there's an opportunity that league under the NCAA rules, I'm allowed to play. I want whether it's stickball or something. I mean, I, I've always loved playing. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's easier, I would say for me. Uh, and uh, can you, sorry, can you reiterate that question? I got lost just talking. Yeah. So what was the experience like perfect game in that tournament? Sorry. So what's actually kind of crazy about that is there's a lot of kids in Southern California that were from there. And there's also kids from Arizona pulling all around. Right. But there's a lot of kids on my specific team for the perfect game that I knew. And it was like a lot of my buddies, um, my, one of my outfield buddies that's at Stanford from Otter Day, Grant Burton, he was on that team. Um, Amelia Rosas, he's an infielder. He was my shortstop in high school at Modern Day. Um, he's at USC. He was on that team. Matt McClain was on that team. It was it was a stacked team, and it was a really really good experience to kind of um, bond with a lot of these guys. And some maybe I played against, and some I didn't. Maybe I built a relationship with, and maybe I did, and maybe it was just uh, what's up during the field or kind of one of those. So it was a good experience. It's really good experience to see the the other talent throughout throughout the country and. California as well. So the modern day Mon- uh, Monarchs, I did some research. Um, it's a good program and a couple guys drafted recently, a good program overall. So how did your time with the Monarchs and that specific program shape you uh, into the player that you are today? Um, I mean, I was around a lot of really good players and I know that just keeps getting brought up, but um, I played uh, JV my freshman year, but I was on varsity. I just never gotten that bad. I was there as a backup because when I went into high school at modern day, I was completely utility. I was a catcher. I was anywhere in the infield outfield. So um, I was going up. I got all my bats on uh, JV and then didn't really get, get the play on varsity, but just being in the dugout with a lot of older guys, Brandon Perez was our shortstop. He went to, uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman. He was at US. He went to USC. Um, there's a guy named Reese. He was a, Big captain, he was our captain. So there was a lot in Josh Stevens, who got signed by the Phillies. I don't know if you probably read about him. Blake Hunt, who got signed by the Padres Blake in 2017. Hunt, yeah. So there was a lot of really good talent and leadership. So it that formed really formed who I was. And I I got a I think I had a good work ethic from a young age, just being shorter. And my dad, and my parents, I'm like, look, you're you're getting the short end of the stick. You're not very tall, so you're just gonna have to work even harder. And that's and I kind of got that from my coach as well when I got there. Like, look, you're not very big, so if you want to play college ball, you're going to have to really bust your butt. And I just put my, put my nose down and worked. So, I mean, yeah, the talent around modern day built really helped grow me as a player and mentally as well. So here in San Francisco, we have a couple high schools that have their rivalry game actually at Oracle Park. And mm-hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken, you had the chance to play at Angel Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school. So I know a lot of people that played in the Oracle Park game and they pretty much said, hey, it's, this is a special experience. So was it special for you? I'm sure it was. Describe that. I mean, it's awesome playing in a big league park, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everyone's goal at the end of the day is if you're a baseball player, at the end of the day, you want to be in the big leagues. And being able in high school to 
get a feel for playing on a big league field, being in a stadium, being in that park. It's, it's a cool experience. It's, I know a lot of, a lot of players don't never get the opportunity to do it. And if they don't make it to the big leagues and if their high school gets opportunity, like you guys did and we did too, I got to do it. I was, that was awesome. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, like you're playing on a big league park, but you, you always ask for nice facilities and nice field, but there's, these are, this is the best it's going to get. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it was, it's really cool to have the opportunity to do that. And when I was in high school, we did a Nike thing as well. So we had daughter stadium as well, doing a little bit of a workout with a bunch of other uh, high schools as well. And that was, it, it's, and I got, again, I'm real, I was really lucky in high school. We played games there and daughter stadium got the opportunity to go work out there, but it was, it's pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's a day. You just, it feels different. You're playing on the same field as anal say Mike Trout, right? You're standing in, you're right. You're standing in the same box as him. So yeah, it's definitely a really cool experience for anyone that gets it. So you, as a player, you uh, were described in a lot of things as a utility guy. And I feel like those types of players get the reputation as scrappy and hard nosed ball players. Do you like that role of having to move around? I mean, yeah, I mean, if that's what's going to take us to win. I mean, that was, that's when I went to modern days. Um, I want to go in as whatever opportunity I got on the field, I will play it to win. That's the same thing at when I came to San Diego State is they told me um, when you go to summer ball coming up now in this summer, we wanted you to play second, short, third, and center. So we wanted you to be able to put a plug in anywhere, maybe a game. You play two games at short, and then you can go to center. So that's kind of like what we were at at San Diego State. But, um, I mean, again, going into high school, I was used, I started that, but then it kind of plateaued out a little bit. Um, when towards my end of my senior year, I played left field, a little bit outfield, played second. And then, um, at Oregon, I just played second. So, I mean, my, I still wouldn't do it. I, I like it. I, I mean, if that's what, again, if that's, what's going to take the win, I'll take, I'll take that nickname and whatever they want to refer to me to. Cause at the end of the day, you play to win. So give me a scouting report on yourself, player profile. Uh, what do you do on a baseball field that kind of puts you ahead of the curve? Um, honestly, I think that what separates me is a mentality standpoint and a leadership standpoint. If you were to watch my game, you would probably be like, damn, this kid's really annoying because I don't <laughs> shut up when I'm playing on the field. And, can, and at least uh, with Tinez at San Diego State, my head coach, communication was a big thing with what we preached when we started got into season in the at least in the middle of the infield was talking is a, bit, is a big thing too pre-pitch communication so I think that's one of the things that from besides skill point standpoint is my mentality and kind of my leadership of of my leadership skills is I say what kind of gets me ahead of the curve so so I've seen pictures of you and you play with high socks I just think that's a super badass look yeah. for a baseball player what's the thinking behind that Honestly, I never, when I was younger, I could never find pants that could fit. <laughs> so it ended up just getting scrunchies and they would either be dirty mids or high pants. So, and I really like the look. I'm one thing that I always talk about my friends and we always talk about is imagine if we go back and play in the fifties and sixties or eighties or nine, just go back in time machine and play. And I really dig old school baseball and it's all like, and you went going back last week, you talk about hard nose, like utility guys. That's kind of hard nose baseball is, old school baseball I see you see getting dirt lane for everything getting dirty running into people I mean again that's getting bounced out is with safety but again I think that's really cool is that the old school baseball and 
um, the scrappiness is kind of from there, I'd say. And again, like my stature is, is just kind of what, what I am. And that kind of built me who I am. That's with the stocks too, is my thing is look good, play good. And if my socks are up, that's, that's my thing. I've always been a socks up guy and it's kind of old school baseball. I, I really like it. I like it. So post high school, uh, you ranked a couple notes here. You ranked 66th overall in the state, 13th among second basemen, according to perfect game. So this grabs the attention of university of Oregon. So how excited did you get that, um, they were willing to bring you in their baseball program. It was, it was awesome. So it was, uh, end of my, what was it? End of my freshman year going to my sophomore year summer. Um, it's my first opportunity playing with the varsity team at modern day, you know, my first at bats and really getting a feel for it over summer ball. And we were in Fresno in a, a tournament and we were playing Buchanan high school. I think they were the national championships champions the year before. I want to say just based on my memory off a banner they had, but, um, I played pretty well, and Jay Ullman was the coach at the time, and he, were, I, uh, he talked to our head coach, and then I gave him a call, and kind of everything from there was history, and I was got the opportunity to be the first commit in the 2018 class, and I loved, I went up there July 20th, 2015, and that's when I committed, because I, I, again, the only cons were going to be the weather, and I don't mind the weather, and so that was, for me, is I love the coaches, I love their mentality, facilities, so I was super excited to get the opportunity to play at Oregon and play for coach Horton and coach Ullman, coach Dietrich, Mitch character, all those guys. So it was, it was a really good, really, really cool experience and leading up to, I was very excited. So here's a question submitted from someone um, and we'll get to more afterwards, but this one just, I figured I'd plug in here cause it um, yeah. went with the theme, but Greg Marmo, he's a high school baseball player. He wants to know what the recruiting process was like and what were some tips on getting recruited? Honestly, be the hardest working person. I mean, it sounds very cliche and that's what everyone says when you ask about recruiting. But again, it's, it's who's going to work harder and who's going to come down and perform at the end of the day. I mean, again, it's the recruiting process based off your performances. So if you're performing well, you should have some options where to go. Right. And maybe it's, and if that's not the case, then maybe it's where you're at and maybe you should, I mean, a lot of people don't, people recommend so cases. I, would recommend doing some just as many turns possible because again scouts are everywhere let me tell you everywhere Arizona tournaments and I know some people really don't like trial ball or not fans of it but at least in, in, in for me everyone, a lot of kids get committed in, in trial ball but for me I was a high school I got committed through my high school so I mean I was always a high school first guy and then I'll go to trial ball but my I would say trial ball is a good thing too because again you never know who's going to be watching you and that's and that's another key is always work hard always be on top of your stuff because again you never know who's watching you never know who knows who and word gets around so just stay on top of your things work hard and stay in your grades uh, grades is lasting grades. grades that was that's a big thing i was always a like a three flat in high school and it clicked for me i was able to really take classes that i enjoyed and now i'm a three three and i have a three six right now this term so i mean that's and that's a big thing too is grades is Coaches want to see good grades. Mm -hmm. For sure. So during your freshman year at Oregon in 2019, you played a good amount of games. And so what was that experience like for you? Uh, you said you mostly played second base there. So how was the, your Oregon, how was your experience being an Oregon duck? Uh, again, it was unreal. I mean, it was, we came up short and again, I didn't have the season I wanted to have offensively. Um, but it was a great, it was 
a really good experience for me because I was, a, I got an opportunity to start as a freshman and it, that's something you can't take for granted. I mean, there's nothing like starting in at any college as a freshman, but especially in conference like the PAC 12 was a really good opportunity for me to see where I played out against other guys in the conference. And I got in my head last year. So, I mean, it was going back on it. If I could go back, I would mentally I would fix it, but Oregon was a great experience and a great, great time for me, especially with the coaches up there. So it was a really good experience for me. So you finished second in the nation in sacrifice bunts. So personally me, I'm a PO. So I don't, I don't get up there that much, but mm. when I do, I've laid down a good amount myself. <laughs> so is that something that you take pride in doing with the sacrifice bunk category? Um, yeah. I mean, again, so I've, I've, I'm more of a, I would drag a lot, but this, when I, I was just struggling and my defense was solid enough to be able to start keep playing every day. But my offense again was my biggest struggle. I just let myself get in my own head, taking fastballs and, that's kind of where I got put in a lot of positions where there's no one out. And I was in, I was in either the eight or nine spot. So there's no one out and guy on or two guys on and baseball. I mean, you're going to get them over. Right. So that's, I just got put in a lot of positions where I can help my team out, lay down a bunt. But yeah, I mean, I take pride in it. I mean, I'll take pride in every, any, any part of the game that, that there is. So. So another thing that really impressed me about you was you walked 24 times and struck out, um, 26 times and 116 at bats um so that tells me kind of that you have a pretty good understanding of the strike zone um so do you do you see that as um a real obviously it's a good hitting tool to have putting the ball in play and and mm. um showing off some patience at the plate uh so what's your approach when you get in the batter's box what do you look for of course fastballs are you a guess hitter do you sit on stuff um i mean it, it honestly it, it kind of depends, honestly. I mean, sometimes um, I'll be looking for only fastballs. Again, my approach usually stays the same, but again, scouting reports and who are pitching. So if there's a guy that's a thumber and he's only throwing off speed, then you will throw a fastball in randomly, random counts. He doesn't really have a sequence of throwing a fastball in O2. You will just throw him randomly. Then, I mean, my approach is going to change. I'm going to go, I'm going to be sitting on one of his off speed pitches. But again, it's, it, my approach will vary. And yeah, I do take pride in um, my walk to strikeout percentage as well, because again, I'm I'm not a power hitter. I'm getting on base, so my power hitters can drive me in. We can win ball games. So my biggest thing is getting on base and being on base so that guys can drive me in. So yes, I that's a big thing for me is whether it's a walk or a knock or getting on. I don't care. I need to get on so that it gives our team an opportunity to win. So. You recently transferred to San Diego State University, um, and it's got a storied baseball history. Um, mm -hmm. Some info here: tenth in WAR uh, among all time, all tenth in WAR all time among position players, fifth in WAR for pitchers uh, among the last five years. Uh, Steven Strasburg, Tony Gwynn, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. What's it like to join that history of ball players? It's it's pretty cool. It's 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 you step on that field and you have banners on and right and there's a big tg and there's a big strasburg sign so walking in there and knowing the path and legacy that greats have left and created for the program it's it's a pretty cool thing just to walk into the locker room and clubhouse and work towards a national championship exactly how tony gwynn and strasburg did when they were here and again that's just naming two guys there's mm -hmm. 
so many guys that came, went through this program and had a huge impact, whether that's making it to a regional or helping that helping teams win every night or going to the big leagues or signing. So it's, it was, it's really cool going into a historic baseball program, especially one that has Tony Gwynn in it. And he is such a great baseball player and such a great coach and human being. So it's, it's a really cool, really cool experience that I, that I got to, got to join this team. So um, I know we talked about this out there, but a lot of players might want to transfer for whatever reason. Uh, so what's that process like? I know there's, um, we talked off air about the weird transfer portal mm. thing. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. give us a perspective on the transferring. Um, I mean, it's so how it worked for me was when I decided to transfer on uh, December 1st, um, 2019, uh, I emailed um, our compliance office, say, Hey, I want to transfer. Um, I'd like to enter the portal. So I sent the email, got my paper back. All I had to do was sign it. And once you sign that paper, you're in the portal and you can't go back to that university. So, right. So when you sign that paper, it's over. So I knew that this was the decision I want to do. So I put myself in the portal and pretty much pretty quickly. Um, uh, I had a lot of traction from junior colleges because that's usually the route you'll go. If you're going out of a division one, you go to Juco and then back to a four year. But, um, problem with, I had, I ran into a little bit when I was just talking to Juco's was that I had to take 29 credits. So that's, that was a big thing for me too, was it was a lot of, a lot of classes. But again, if you have the opportunity to go back to D1, I wanted it. And especially there's only so many schools that I really wanted to go to when I entered that portal that were off the top of my head that I want to go to. And San Diego State was on top of it. So, I mean, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, it was, you're leaving your teammates, you're leaving your brothers behind from another school. But again, at the end of the day, it's, you, you're on your, your clock started. Once you start uh, NCAA, you get to school, your clock has started. So it's no time to mess around. So um, I'm sure every player dreams about getting drafted. How often is that on your mind? How often do you think about that possibility? Um, I mean, it's always in the back of your mind as a baseball player. That's all you want to do is sign and give, be given the opportunity to play in the big leagues and work your way up. Um, But again, it's, for me, it's – I'm not going to be – unless I have some crazy numbers, I don't have the body that a lot of guys would want in the first round. So, I mean, or second. So, I, I mean, it's – for me, it's uh, – my main focus has always been what's in front of me. So, I – yeah, I'm not eligible this year for the draft. I do think about next year when I'm eligible for the draft. But, again, it's, it's what's in front of me at the time. So, it's – if it's um, San Diego State right now, that's all – that's my focus. And then – when the draft comes up and it presents itself and if I'm given an opportunity to continue my baseball career, then I'll make that decision at that time. But again, it's, it's what's in front of me. Uh, so I think you mentioned uh, how, you know, you're not a big guy and we talked about the clubhouse chemistry per se uh, out of all of that. What is the driving force in this game? So what keeps you going on a baseball field? The love for the game. I mean, I fell in love with this game. I played soccer, played for like a year I played basketball for like one practice and baseball is the only thing that I've stuck with. And I found it very, very early that this is something I love doing and I enjoy going out there every day and doing it. And when the day comes that I don't love this game, then that's the day I'm going to hang on my cleats. But again, the driving force for me is the love of the game and winning. I love to win. I'm competitive. So that's ping pong with my mom, my dad, or getting out and playing in the national championship or, whatever it is, best friend on the mound. It doesn't matter. 
it's I'm a competitor. So that's that's the driving force behind. I would say. Uh, so we got a couple uh, to finish it off here. We got a couple viewer slash listener questions here submitted. Uh, so started off with a fun one. You said you're a competitor. So Danilo wants to know what would you do if there was a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> That's a great question. That's probably something that I would play by ear. Honestly, I don't know. I've never played video games, but no one's ever been in a zombie apocalypse. You got to plan ahead of for that. But I mean, I would just play it by ear, I guess. <laughs> See what my options are at the time. <laughs> but yeah, there's no way to answer that question. Yeah, it's, right it's, now. It's, it's so. a toughie. That's going to be a tough one to answer. Uh, here's another one from your buddy Keaton. Uh, <laughs> you got a smile on your face already. So he wants to know, how tall is Max? I am five seven, a buck sixty five. Don't worry, I'll still fight Keaton, still beat him anyways. So, <laughs> this dude, Keaton was actually my uh, roommate at Oregon. He's my, one of my closest friends. So that was, you know, when you talk about leaving, uh, leaving a school, that was really hard. Come on, Troubadour, stop that. So my this right here. Right? This? this is my dog Troubadour. So this, I have three dogs. This is one of them. This is our only boy. So he's five years old, four years old. So he's the only boy, so he always comes to me. I got a younger brother, but he always comes to us when the two girls are mean to him. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm 5'7". Keenan's one of my best friends. He was my roommate at Oregon, right next to me in our apartment. And uh, so, yeah, Keenan, hope you enjoyed my interview. <laughs> uh, so last thing here, Greg Marmo yet again wants to know um, – just what are some of the best workouts for baseball players? I'll simplify that for you. Um, what are some of your favorites that you do? Um, I mean, weight room. Um, I just like lifting whatever, whatever kind of day it is. If whatever that day calls for, if I'm going lower body lift, I'll go with the squat. Um, so it all depends. I mean, just kind of what I want, but for baseball wise, um, I'm a big T guy. Um, I got the opportunity to, hit with I homeschooled so I redid eighth grade um so I went seventh eighth grade at my local middle school and then I redid a grade because I was pretty young and uh, I want to stay back here and then I knew that um I just wasn't very big I really skinny just knew that I wasn't ready for modern day baseball or just be if I wanted to excel I needed I need to get I need the time for my body to grow I just was growing late so I stayed back here and that was one of the best decisions I've ever made was give myself a year for my body to grow and me for to homeschool and be able to work out six, seven days a week and really push myself and let my body grow into its body into itself. So, I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, on your, on it. So, I mean, um, T work is my biggest thing. I mean, that's what that 22 foot cage, you can only do so much, you know, and do like T and flips in it. And I got a little ice cream that I have. So, um, I mean, yeah, T-work is just a big thing for me. That's what um, – I got to work with Sean Green, and he was in his career mm. in the big leagues. He was always always a T guy. He would travel with his T. And so I was in eighth grade. I was yeah, I was my second year eighth grade and hearing this and, like, looking at a big a old big leaguer vet, and I'm like, okay, if this will work for him, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And I ended up doing it. And when I hit with them, we would work on the T for 30, 35 minutes, whether that's swinging or just talking kind of feel. So – I mean, I think tea's my favorite thing baseball drill to do is just tea work. I love hitting. I can stand outside and hit all day. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Just, just traditional tea work I think is, is the best, is my favorite thing to just, just do. All right, Maxwell Foxcroft. Uh, uh, remember the name, everybody. This guy's going places. Thanks for joining me, man. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. You too.